I'm very, very sure that God has a plan for you and God has a plan for me. That is why he brought us here today. It is so important that we come to this moment because like I always say, every child of God somehow needs deliverance. When we talk about deliverance, deliverance is not just freedom from a demonic spirit. There are many areas that a somebody needs to be delivered from. So as you put yourself in God's presence and continue to seek his face, God has certain areas that he's delivering you from. It could be deliverance from poverty, deliverance from sickness, deliverance from anything. So deliverance does not necessarily mean you're being delivered from a demonic spirit. You could be set free from something, a bad habit, an addiction. Amen. This morning we are going to be talking on the topic, healing from sacred wounds. Healing from sacred wounds. Healing from sacred wounds. Deliverance and healings are like cousins. They always go together. Sometimes God delivers and heals. Sometimes he heals and delivers. Anytime the Bible mentions the ministry of Jesus Christ, the Bible says he healed them and delivered them. Because the ministry of deliverance always goes with the ministry of healing. And when we talk about sacred wounds, what do I mean by this? I want to tell you this uh, little story so you can understand what it means when we talk about sacred wounds. I had a, a childhood friend that we were growing up together. And it looks like when he was playing in the field, he pierced his leg with a nail. And because he was afraid of the consequences of telling the mother what happened in the field, he decided to cover up the wound. So, the only time that the parents realized that something was going on with the child is when the leg began to swell. And when they took the leg to the hospital, they discovered that the leg had in, was infected with titanus. Now, why was the leg infected? The leg was infected because the wound was covered and the wound was secret. It was a secret wound that nobody in the family knew about it. May I tell you this morning that there are Christians who are infected because they have sacred wounds that are not being healed. They are walking around with bandits, covering some wounds, covering some things that nobody knows about. They are covering some issues that only them and God knows. But this morning, God is about to heal you from that wound in the name of Jesus. When I talk about a wound, what do I mean about a wound? What is a wound? A wound is a sacred pain and sorrow or sorrow that nobody knows about. Something that is troubling your heart. Something that is eating you inside that only you and God knows. That is a wound. Even though you don't find outside People look at you, you look healthy, you look strong, but there's a sacred wound inside of your heart that is eating you up gradually. And many of us are already infected. Because when you are infected, now it begins to affect other people around you. But this morning, God has promised that he's going to heal you of that wound in the name of Jesus. When we go to Psalms chapter 46, Psalms chapter 147 verse 3, the Bible says he heals the brokenhearted and it binds up their wounds. Now, what does this mean? When the Bible, when people always say, my heart is broken, what they actually say is, I am wounded. When somebody says, my heart is broken, because if your heart is broken, it means that it's bleeding. You're, wound, you're wounded. So when somebody says, my heart is broken, 
They are actually saying that I am wounded. But the problem is this. People whose hearts have been broken don't get healed and they move into a new relationship. And their heart continue to bleed even in a new relationship. Broken heart. But God is saying, I will not only heal the wound, but I'm going to burn it up. You know, it's one thing to take a, a plaster or a bandage and cover a wound. It is one thing to stitch the wound up and cover it so that the wound is no longer visible. God is saying, I am not just going to cover up this wound. I am going to make sure that it disappears completely. That there is no scar, there is no trace of anything that you ever experienced. Hallelujah. Every secret pain, every secret sorrow that you are experiencing in your life, God is promising that he's going to heal you of that wound in the name of Jesus. And in Jeremiah, he says, I will restore to you health. There are people because of their broken hearts. Because of the wounds that they have in their heart, they've actually come to a place where they don't have good health. But God is promising us today that He will heal you of that wound and He will bind that wound up in the name of Jesus. When we talk about wounds, I'm going to be very practical this morning and tell you a lot of examples because I want you to understand what we are talking about today so you can identify with what God is saying and what God is doing this morning. There are many kinds of wounds that a man or a woman can have. Number one, we have parent-to-child wound. Parent-to-child wound. There are parents who have wounded their children. And they wonder why their children are acting the way they are acting. The children are acting that way because they have been wounded. Take for example, a man died and left the woman with two kids. One was like four and one was like eight. And these kids, all they had was their mother. They loved their mom. Because when their, mother, when their father died, the whole family abandoned their mother and these two kids. So all the kids had was their mother. And then one day a man showed up and started professing love to this woman. The woman abandoned the child that was eight and the one that was four and went with the boyfriend. Left those two kids. The two kids had to struggle on their own started fetching water in the village to, so they can have food to eat. The, the elderly child had to enter into prostitution at the early age to take care of the younger brother. Now, how do you expect that this child will grow up tomorrow and have a good heart? They are wounded because of how their mother treated them. So when you see them up in their, in their adult age, behaving in certain ways, not because they are wicked, they have wounds in their hands that are not being healed. Number two, we have child to parent wound. They are parents who have been wounded by their children. Wounded by their children. Another example I'm going to give you is this. This woman also was a single mom. The man that impregnated her denied the child. She raised this child up by herself. And she told herself, even if your father says he's not going to recognize you as his child, I'm going to do my best to make sure I give you the best life you can ever have. This woman worked so hard. She was a farmer. She worked like three farms, raised money, sent her son through primary school, secondary school, and the child went to the son went to the university. And the guy was too intelligent, and they gave the, the guy a scholarship to go study in London. The guy went to London, and after he got to London, three months after, he lost connection with the mother. The mother was suffering. All the mother had was her, was, was her son. 
This woman had got married to a, 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 a white lady in London and completely forgot about the mother. Now, if he was married maybe to an African, it was possible that another African could see him and give information to the mother and say, I saw your son, but because he was living in a community that Africans were not present, nobody had any information about where this guy was. So after a serious crime, praying and trusting God, somebody saw the son one day in a shopping mall and they sent information back to the mother that I saw your son. And this woman was so glad that my son is alive. She went, saw the last piece of land that she had, and put her house on collateral to take money from the bank. Flew to London. So glad I'm finally going to meet my son after five years of silence. And the person who gave the mom the, the information gave the mom the address. The mom was so glad, thinking I'm going to see my son today. What a family reunion. When she knocked at the door, the son came out. There was no smile on his face. Like he met the mom. And the person he said, Mom, you should have called before coming. And like, like a joke, he closed the door on the mom. The woman was stranded, lived on the streets, and finally went back to her country. If you are a mother like this mother, tell me that your heart will not be wounded. They are children who have wounded their parents. See some parents who are very bitter. And they act the way they act because they've been wounded by their children. We also have spouse to spouse wound. Anytime couples begin to quarrel, we say things. And after we say, we say those things, we say we are sorry. But sometimes sorry doesn't heal the wounds of the words we use on our spouses. You say things that are simple, but it goes into the heart. And it tears up the heart of your spouse. And even when you say you are sorry, the sorry is acceptable, the wound is still bleeding. And that is why sometimes in the future, the thing resurfaces again because the wound in the heart was never healed. There are people who are suffering in their relationships, suffering in their marriages because they have wounds that are not being healed or wounds that were given to them by their spouse. Number four, we have abuse wounds. Abuse wounds. I remember having a sister in church in Cameroon. This girl does not smile. It doesn't matter what is going on in the church. Whether angels were visible in the church in, in physical form, she doesn't smile. Though some people just have this uh, winter face that nothing makes them smile. Their face is always like something is going on. And one day I was privileged to talk with a sister. Then I realized that when she was a teenager from the age of eight till when she became an, when she was like eight to, to when she became a teenager, her own uncle, her father's brother, was abusing her sexually throughout all these years. So, because of this abuse, she is sad. She keeps thinking, why would my uncle do this to me? Her own niece. Abusive wounds. There are people who are, who are wounded because of the abuse they've gone through in the past. Whether it's verbal abuse, sexual abuse, ment mental abuse, or whatever kind of abuse you can mention. Abuse. Sometimes people are not only abused. People are not only wounded because of the abuse that is faced directly. Some people are wounded because of how they see other people being abused. Take, for example, a child grows up in the house and sees the father beating the mother from childhood. 
till the child grows up. How do you expect that child to face life without having those wounds? Remember talking to a lady who said, I will never marry a guy whose mom is still alive. And I said, why is it? Because I know how wicked mother-in-laws are. Because she was present in a situation where a mother-in-law tormented the daughter-in-law to the point that the girl almost died. So when this lady saw what this woman went through, she said, if I meet any man, it doesn't matter how rich the man is. If the mother is alive, we cannot get married. Wounded. She's not saying this thing because she's taking precautions. She has been wounded from the things she has experienced. We have friendship wounds. There are people that had a friend in the past, and that friend wounded them seriously. There was a lady who was having difficulties with her husband in marriage. And she had a friend in another state. And everything that is going on in her house, she will call the friend. And say, this is what my husband did yesterday. My husband came home late yesterday. My husband slept out yesterday. My husband slapped me yesterday. Everything that was going on in her marriage, she was careful to tell her friend. And after a certain period, this friend advised this lady, said, look, if I were you, I will not take this nonsense from any man maltreating me like this. And it will, it will, by short, the man came and asked for divorce. And based on the recommendation from her friend, she signed the divorce papers. The man moved away, she moved away. And one day this lady is walking in somewhere, and she saw a wedding invitation of her ex-husband. Just to be curious to know what is going on with the invitation, she saw that her ex-husband was getting married to her best friend. So the, man was, the woman was actually advising the woman, the friend, to separate from her husband so that she could take the husband. Tell me if you are a friend in this context. Tell me you will not be wounded. There are friends who have been wounded. People that have been wounded by their friends. You trusted a friend, but a friend wounded you. Number six, we have racial wounds. You can agree with me in this country that many people are wounded in this country because of racism. There's some people, the moment you start mentioning anything black and white in this country, they begin to swear because of the racism they've experienced. Because of the racism they've experienced in places, they are wounded. I have a colleague that I always talk to. Anytime we begin to talk about anything black lives matter, this guy begins to swear. The passion with which he speaks is horrible. And one day I found out that his brother, his direct elder brother was shot dead by racial discrimination. He is wounded. That is why when you mention anything black and white, he is willing to come out and kill somebody because he is wounded. There are people who have experienced racism to the point that even to look at another race in their face and say something good is impossible. There are those who cannot sit with a white man in the place and eat or a black man in the place and eat because They've experienced so much racism that their hearts are wounded. Number seven is what I call ethnic or tribal wounds. Ethnic or tribal wounds. Certain tribes don't marry from other tribes. Certain ethnicities don't marry from other ethnicity. My wife was telling me about one of our colleagues that their whole family vowed that they will never marry a man from Nigeria. Because there was a man, one of their sisters was married to a man from Nigeria, and something happened. 
And because of that, the whole family says, if you ever bring a man in this family that is from Nigeria, you will face our wrath. There are people who have made decisions like this. Not because of precaution, because they have been wounded by somebody from that tribe, or somebody from that village, or somebody from that town. I cannot get married to a woman from this tribe or from this village because they've been wounded. Ethnic wounds or tribal wounds. Number eight, wounds of injustice. How do you expect that a woman whose husband was murdered in cold blood was seeking justice for her husband finally went to court hoping that her husband is going to finally receive justice for being murdered? And since she had no money to buy the lawyers, this criminal hired all the lawyers. And the lawyers were able to convince the jury that he, he was not mentally sound when he did that. And while she sat there, hoping to seek justice for her late husband, the criminal was discharged and said not guilty. How are you as a woman not being wounded to know that the murderer of your husband continues to live his normal life? While your husband lies in the grave, helpless, wounds of injustice, wounds of discrimination. Wound number nine, wounds of an offense or unresolved conflict. There are people who have been wounded by a conflict, and one of the things we like to do is let's go our separate ways. But you go your separate ways without resolving a conflict. So even though you've separated from the person, you are still wounded. Even though you say, okay, let's just break up here and never come together again. But you are still wounded. There are people that have been divorced, but they are still wounded. That is why if they, you mention any name, let's say for example, if their former husband's name was Sam, and they go to somebody and say, hey, Sam is here, they start shaking because the wound of that divorce is still there. Or you say, I want to name my child Sam. He says, God forbid, that child cannot be called Sam. It's not because Sam is a bad name, it's just because the wound of that divorce has not been healed. They don't want to hear anything Sam. Even if it's S, you want to say Sam. Before you finish the rest, they are willing to fight you. Because the wound has not been, has not been healed. The last one which most of us experience is what I call ministry wounds. I have seen young pastors who have been maltreated by a senior pastor. They bring all the gifts to the church and the senior pastor takes everything for himself and doesn't take care of the associate pastors. The associate pastor is staying with the wife and children and they don't have food in the house to eat. And the senior pastor is driving a Ferrari and doesn't care about the young pastors. They all serve. They honor him, call him Papa. But every good thing that comes to the church is for him and his family. So because of these wounds, the associate pastor or the young pastor steps out of that church to start his own ministry. He's not starting a ministry because he heard from God. He starts a ministry because he has been wounded by the senior pastor. And you see him preaching with violence, preaching with anger, not because he's passionate for the Lord. He's preaching because he has been wounded from where he came from. Ministry wounds. It may only be a pastor. It can be somebody singing in the choir. Or maybe you were in church before and somebody says something to you or did something to you and now your heart is wounded. You see some people say all these churches, all they want is money, money, money. Because they've been wounded somewhere. Maybe they gave their money to somebody and somebody betrayed them. 
Or maybe the trusted the man of God, the man of God betrayed them. Now they are wounded. And all they see about church now is money, 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 money. Or maybe they trusted somebody that was a man of God and a man of God lied to them. And now they say all these prophets and all these men of God are all liars. They are not saying this because they, they are wicked. They are saying this because they have been wounded. Ministry wounds. Before we go, how does this wound, how do these wounds manifest in the life of a person? How do you know that somebody is wounded? There are many, but I'm going to give you three. Number one, uncontrollable anger. When somebody is wounded, let's take for example, a woman that was divorced from a man that was abusive, and then this man remarried without being healed from the wound. Guess what happens in a new marriage? Anytime the new husband is about to do something that looks like what the former husband did, this man is willing to fight because, not because of what the present husband has done, because the wounds of the old relationship are not being healed. That is why we say, don't let your next pay for your ex. Don't let your next pay for your ex. There are some people who are having difficulties in their marriages. They are so aggressive. They are angry. Not because of what is going on in their marriage, but because of what the wounds that they have in the ex-relationship. Number two, how do you know that somebody is wounded? Unforgiving spirit. Unforgiving spirit. Like a woman that was divorced from a man. And went through abuse, went through difficulties. And the pastor told the woman, for you to move on and see your life change, you have to forgive your former husband. The woman started crying, pastor, I can now. After all what this man did to me, the reason why she cannot forgive is because she is wounded. Unforgiveness. Number two is number three is hatred. There's some black people that cannot stand white people for no reason. Because they saw maybe a video or they experienced racism, and now all white people are devils and all black people are witches. They just have this hatred. Or maybe you went to somewhere and a Spanish man betrayed you. Now all Spanish people are wicked. You have hatred for everybody that is Spanish. The moment you say my name is Sanchez, you are an enemy. Anything that sounds like Spanish, you become the enemy, not because of anything you've done, because of the wounds they experienced in the past. Hatred. They have resentment. Like I said before, especially in relationships, some couples, some husbands begin to resent their wives. Some wives begin to resent their husbands because of the things that they have been said. Now, you imagine that. Take for example that a woman was a prostitute before, gave her life to Christ, and was in church. And this brother met this sister, and they started a relationship, and eventually got married. Now, this brother knows all about this sister, that this is how, what it used to be before you came to know the Lord. But he understands that this is not what the wife is presently doing. This is what the wife used to be. But in an argument, in the cause of anger, the man says to the wife, look at you, were you not a prostitute before? Before I met you, were you not sleeping all around the place? Do you think that this man, this man is still going to have the same feeling for this man? If they are not healed, they begin to develop resentment towards their husband. That affection dies because they have been wounded. Number, I don't know where I am now, but the next one is isolation. Some people, because they have been wounded, they tend to be isolated. Some people say, I don't relate with anybody African. I used to say, since I came to this country, I don't deal with Africans. I don't deal with Cameroonians. I don't deal with Nigerians. It is wounds that are not being healed. 
The person God will be sending to bless you will be a Nigerian. The person God will be sending as your husband will be a Nigerian. But because you were wounded in the past by somebody now, you branded all Nigerians as evil. Because of your wounds that are not, not being healed. You are not isolated. The next is fear. Some people are so fearful. They are afraid to enter into a relationship. They are afraid to do anything with anybody because of the wounds that they've experienced in the past. The next one is trust issues. A woman that was betrayed before. Now she's so afraid to give her heart to the husband fully because she says, I, was, I once gave my heart to somebody like that and they broke it. So now I can give you my mind but not my heart. You can even have my liver and my kidneys, but I cannot give you my heart. So they have trust issues. They cannot trust fully because of what they've experienced in the past. Then the next one is disrespectful. Like I said, how do you expect a girl who grew up in a situation where she saw her father beating her mother every day till when she was 12? Do you expect this girl to have respect for any man? They have been wounded until they are healed. No man means anything to them. They become disrespectful to any man, disrespectful to anybody they see. The next is emotional instability. Some people, because of what they've experienced, they are wounded. It has affected their emotions. Today they are happy. Tomorrow they are not. In the morning they are happy. In the evening they are not because they are wounded. The next is that people become abusive. It is said that People who experience abuse in their childhood end up being abusive. Most parents, most fathers who were abandoned by their parents, their fathers also end up abandoning their own children. Because until that wound is healed, you cannot do different. You are going to repeat the same thing that was done to you until that wound is healed. Like I said, physical or verbal abuse. The next thing is vengeance, seeking revenge. When I was reading the Bible the other day, I found this very interesting. In 2 Kings chapter 5, 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 5 to 9. This is the story of David. Very interesting. Now let me read this to you and follow attentively. 2 Kings chapter 2, from verse 5. The Bible says, now, this is David talking to Solomon. David was about to die, and this is the last instruction David is giving to Solomon. He says, now you see, now you, you yourself know what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me. What he did to the two commanders of, uh, commanders of Israel armies, Amnon son of Ned and Amasa the son of Jether, he killed them, shedding their blood in peacetime, as if, as if in battle, and with the, with the blood he stained the belt around his waist and sandals on the feet, Zion, for whom no one cares. Verse 6 Deal with him accordingly to your wisdom, but do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzilla, of Gilead, and let them be among those who eat at your table. They stood by me when I fled from your brother Absalom. Verse 7, verse 8. And remember, you have with you Shimea, son of Gerah, the Benjamite from Bahurim, who called down bitter curses on me the day I went to Mahanaim. When he came down to meet me at Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death by the sword. But now, do not consider him innocent. You are a man of wisdom. You know what to do with him. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. Now listen. When David was running away from Absalom, 
Absalom revolted against David, his father, and took part of the kingdom. And Absalom had like 70% of all the nation with him. So David fled. And this guy is the one called Shimeon. Cursed David. And David said, no, it's okay, I forgive you. Forgive you, but David was wounded. And that wound was never healed. On his dying bed, when he was giving the last charge to his son, Solomon said, hey, Solomon, I remember something. There is somebody that offended me when I was alive. Deal with them according to your wisdom. Why do you think David was giving this last? Because even though he forgave the guy, he was still wounded. There are some people that seek vengeance. For example, maybe a woman divorced from a man. And then he hear that the man is dead. So, oh, thank God. He's finally dead. It's because they were never healed from that divorce. Because if you are truly healed, you'll be sad that something bad has happened to somebody. Vengeance is one of the characteristics of people that are wounded. The next is when people are wounded, they enter into addictions. Most ladies who are prostitutes today grow in abusive homes. They were abused by their father, abused by their mother. So in order to try to heal that wound, they enter into multiple relationships, seeking a way to heal themselves from that wound. The next thing is obesity that we see on TV today. I have this choice to watch called My 600 Pound Line. And every time I watch this show, sometimes I feel like crying because you see people that want to eat themselves to death. Somebody is 800 pounds but cannot stop eating because they were wounded in the past. And when you hear their story, it is always that something happened to them when they were growing up or something happened to their parents that left a wound in their heart. And in order to try to heal this wound, all they can do is eat. They eat and they eat. And it results in obesity. Like I said, promiscuity. You find ladies or men having multiple relationships, traveling from man to man, woman to woman, because they have a wound that is not healed. You have dysfunctional marriages. What do you expect if a man that is wounded and a woman that is wounded come together in marriage? What would they form an accident? Two wounded people come together, they are going to form an accident. That is why you have marriages that no matter what you do, you take them for counseling, nothing changes because until the wounds in their heart are healed, nothing can work in that relationship. Dysfunctional relationship. You have unrealistic expectations. Yes, women say, don't trust any man. All men are devils. These are principles that are not godly, but they keep those principles because they were wounded in the past. And in order to guide themselves from being wounded again, they develop these principles. All men are devils. All women are liars. And things like that. Principles that are not found anywhere in the scriptures. But today, maybe you are here today hearing the sound of my voice. And you have a wound in your heart that has not been healed. I always remember that the last time I recognized him, my father when I was five. And I always wonder, what did I do that this man abandoned me? And I tell you, till today, I've never, never seen him again. Never again. The time I heard that he was he dead, I was like 20 or something when I heard he died. I've never seen his grave. I don't understand exactly why he abandoned me. And I realized that even though I did not have any direct relationship to him, I was somehow wounded. Because every time I hear people talking about their fathers, there was something inside of me that was asking questions like, why did my own father abandon me and neglect me? What did I do to deserve this? So there may be some sacred wounds you are going through, some things you've experienced in the past that is still troubling you now. Today is your day of healing. Your amen is very weak. Your amen has left us. Say, today 
It's your day of healing. If there is anything you are experiencing in your heart, maybe you experience the same thing your father or with your mother. Maybe you were also abused in the past or neglected or something happened to you in the past. Or you were betrayed by a friend or you experienced some discrimination that has left a wound in your heart. Today is a day for you to be healed. In the name of Jesus. Let's stand on our feet. We're going to take these prayer topics before we start praying for people. Let's stand on our feet. The first prayer point we're going to pray today is this. Father, thank you for your power that is able to heal every sacred wound in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your power. God's power is present here today to heal every sacred wound. Somebody talk to the Lord. Thank you for your power that is able to heal every sacred wound. Thank you for your power. Blekura katada konsulege disope. Zeprondo korogotuska padada vinse. Liso kabrante egelogokunswane boj. Thank you for your power. That is available this morning to heal every sacred wound. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, ancients of days. Thank you, King of Kings. Be magnified. Be lifted on high. Be glorified. Be magnified, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 